As a part of our summer movie series, today's Dear Westlight is going to be a very short version of what we usually do on a Sunday morning. And we're going to talk about a specific movie that you guys voted for called Jojo Rabbit. Now, just a fair warning, if you haven't seen the movie yet, this movie, so you either really like it or you're really offended by it because it has a lot to do with Nazi Germany. But there's so many things that we could extract from this movie that would help us in our walk, in our faith, and how we should look at the world that it's worth talking about. So here we go. Jojo Rabbit is about a young boy, his name is Jojo, who was raised in Nazi Germany. Now because Jojo was raised in Nazi Germany, the cultural norm in that time was to worship Hitler and hate the Jews. So we see early in the movie a montage of Jojo fantasizing about being a soldier of Nazi Germany. He even creates an imaginary friend in the form of Adolf Hitler. And in that culture, this was commendable. So the question that's raised in this film is the question I want to address today, which is, as human beings, are we able, are we capable of rising above the culture that raised us? So while Jojo's mind is still young and moldable, we get a glimpse throughout the movie of adults who grew up in this culture as people who cannot be swayed anymore since they've engrossed their entire being in this regime. But in this movie, the writer and director of this film, Taika Waititi, he seems to imply that we are able to rise above the cultural norms when we have a personal relationship with the people we fundamentally disagree with. You see, in this movie, Jojo discovers that his mom, played by Scarlett Johansson, has been hiding a teenage Jewish girl in his own house. Now, at first, Jojo is really scared of her because he only knows Jewish people by their reputation. Basically, the stories that's been fed to him by his culture. Like in the very beginning of the movie, he would characterize her as a monster. But after a lot of fights and quarrels and tears, he begins to see her as a human being. And when he finally starts to see her as a human being, the thing that he used to idolize in his life are now seen as symbols of disgust. For example, the houses around him used to be symbols of the beauty of the things that Nazi Germany could create. But eventually these things, they start to represent judgment. And as you can see, these eyes, they look like eyes that are staring at him in judgment. Or take this scene for example, when his mom's shoes represent everything that was good in this world, now it represents disgust. In the beginning of the movie, Jojo thought that war was a glorious thing, but towards the end of the movie, he realizes how disgusting and chaotic war actually is. By the end of the movie, Jojo has risen above the culture that raised him. But throughout this movie, the director challenges the viewers, that's us, with another idea. In the same way that Jojo was raised to categorize Jewish people as non-human, it's easy for us to start categorizing Nazis as people who are non-human. But in this movie, we discover that Jojo's best friend, he's actually not a hateful person. Or one of the captains of the Nazi army, he sacrifices himself to let Jojo free. Or take a look at Rosie, Jojo's mom, who is respected by Nazi Germany, was secretly being a mother figure to Elsa, the Jewish girl. You see, this movie is a commentary on how evil the Nazis are for mischaracterizing a whole race of people, the Jews. Then he puts up a mirror to the audience to ask whether we are doing the same thing to the Nazis. And perhaps you feel like you've risen above your culture by stating that you're better than the racism that our culture has created. And we are taught to hate racists, but at the same time, are we committing the same fallacy by characterizing racists as less than human? It seems that Waititi is, is offering this one idea, which is that the only cure to this pitfall is to continue to build relationships with people who do not share the worldview as we do. 
think about befriending them before we start categorizing them. Because if we do, we're no better than the people that we categorize as being evil. As the Bible teaches, we are commanded to restore our relationships with our neighbors because we believe that each and every single person around you has the image of God. That every single person around you, your neighbors, the people who don't agree with you on worldviews, that they are precious in God's eyes just as much as you are. Jesus said in John 13, 34, that a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Before we start thinking who is for us and who is against us, the very first opinion we're supposed to have about our neighbors is, how do I love that person in the way that Jesus has loved me? Well, I hope this commentary helps you enjoy the movie a little bit more. God bless, and I'll see you next time.